Welcome to the Fordham Career Center. Join us as we explore the personal stories and career insights of our Fordham community. In each episode, we'll be connecting with students and alumni to hear about how they realized their career path and navigated the job search. We'll be taking you a level deeper, diving into pressing questions about all things career related and figuring out where do we go from here? Welcome to another episode of Dear Ram, Where Do I Go From Here? My name is Allie, and I am your Assistant Director of Student Engagement at the Rose Hill Career Center, um, and I'm also your host, and my pronouns are she, her. Today, I'm so excited to welcome Slav Velkov to the podcast. Slav is a recent Fordham College of Lincoln Center alum with a degree in film and television uh, and a minor in visual arts. And three fun facts about Slav to kick up the episode are that he didn't have a smartphone until right before college, very impressive. He ran a charity t-shirt brand in high school, also very impressive. Um, And he sold his first drawing at age six for $2. And of course, Slav, I want to introduce you and dive into these questions. But first, I need clarification as to what this drawing was and who bought it. (laughs) Yes, um, I think the drawing was like some Tom and Jerry uh, uh, ripoff or something. And I, uh, as far as I remember, one of our neighbors bought it. So I, I had set up this whole exhibition uh, with all <laughs> the drawings I've done so far. And I put all the drawings on my bed and we invited, you know, neighbors and uh, cousins and grandfathers and uh, family to uh, look at my stuff and, and uh, you know, and buy some small pieces. That's amazing. So you had a neighborhood yard sale specifically showcasing just your art. Yes, yes. Amazing. I love that. Well, thank you for sharing that. Welcome to the episode. We're so excited to have you here. And I'm going to kick off today's episode the way I start all episodes, which is asking you, what is your macro bio or the story of your life up until now? Yeah, so my macro bio is you know, I'm from Bulgaria. That's where I was born. And I lived up until I was 19, until I came to college. And, you know, I've always been passionate about film and painting. And to be honest, you know, nothing has really changed since I was a kid. Um, I've, I have the same goals as I had before, you know, I want to make films and paint. It's just that um, over the years, I've, you know, consciously decided to do it more professionally um, and um, have only grown from there. So that's that's really my bio in a nutshell. And for the past five years, I've been living uh, here in the US, except for the pandemic, but that's a whole other uh, thing. Right, of course. The, the pandemic messed up everything for, for all of us, so understandable. Um, but in addition to your artwork that you did as a kid, uh, you also made a lot of films in your adolescence. So before coming to Fordham, you... Well, while at Fordham, I should say, you majored in film and television, and I would love to kind of talk about that with you in a bit. But before coming to Fordham, you already had really impressive hands-on experience in the world of film. So could you tell us what sparked your interest in film? And could you also expand upon the different projects you worked on prior to coming to the U.S. for college? Yeah. um, Well, what sparked my interest in film was, again, I don't really know. I mean, I've always just been interested in film since I've been a kid. Maybe when I was 13, that's when I like formally, consciously started thinking about, uh, you know, being a director and maybe a writer. And then I wrote my first feature screenplay 
when I was 14, 15. And then I made my first short film uh, when I was 16 with one of my best friends. And I must say it was a struggle. Like it was a, it was really, I didn't know what I was doing. Uh, I was, you know, a complete amateur. Uh, so my, my first experience was definitely the hardest one. It almost made me give up filmmaking. Um, but that's when I realized I'm really passionate about it because, you know, no matter what happens, you know, I'm, I'm going to continue pushing, you know. That's great. That's amazing. And so you obviously had a little bit of film of experience, film experience when you were in Bulgaria, then you come to Fordham, you major in film and television. And what were some courses and extracurricular activities that you took and participated in um, that further reaffirmed your, your passion and love for film? Yeah. Um, the first thing I did, you know, one of my first memories here was uh, signing up for the Fordham Filmmaking Club. Uh, and that was a great, you know, space to meet people and to watch movies and get movie recommendations because as a filmmaker, I think I've, and you know, as an artist in general, I've always been inspired basically by other people and experiences and by watching other films people's films you know mm -hmm. that that's how I get inspired so the filmmaker provided that and I eventually became more involved and I became the vice president of the club um and so uh, yeah that's on the side of activities in terms of classes honestly a lot of every class has really furthered my um you know my passion for knowledge for art um you know, not only film, I mean, obviously like screenwriting, mm -hmm. um, you know, film, film and video one, film and video two, all those kinds of classes, but also, you know, philosophy, uh, sacred texts of the Middle East, all those kinds of things have, you know, fueled my, my passion. That's awesome. That's great. And is there a particular project, a film project or any other art or creative project that you worked on for a class that you're particularly proud of or is very memorable to you? Yeah, I would say the two probably most memorable projects that I've worked on for a class uh, were my first short film that I did called Easy. And that was, that was memorable because, you know, when I came here in the US, I didn't really know anybody. Mm -hmm. uh, but by making that film, I met a lot of people and I really felt, you know, very inspired when I was making this film. Uh, you know, I'm not saying that it's a great film or anything, but the process was great. And ultimately, it's really about the process. You know, uh, you got to enjoy the process. Otherwise, uh, you know, if you do it for the awards and stuff, it's not a good idea. Um, and then the other project, it was my senior thesis, which mm -hmm. I really enjoyed making because that was a painting. I spent a lot of time by myself, you know, drawing. And, um, you know, I discovered a lot of things about myself. Um and, and then the exhibition, of course, which was great. It was like the, the climax of my Fordham experience. So it was uh, those two projects are sort of a full circle. Uh, you know, the beginning with my short film and then the end, my senior thesis. That's very exciting. And just for clarification on your senior thesis. So when I was reading through your resume, I saw that your thesis was linked out. And obviously it takes us to um, your website. So your th senior thesis was not your website, but a particular piece on your website is that correct yes yes the the my senior thesis was a very large drawing That's a very large is. drawing okay awesome yes. 
I probably scrolled upon it. I was doing some very deep dive research um, on your website, which I must say is very impressive. Um, it's great to see a place where you've dedicated, you know, that you've dedicated to your your film and artwork. And I'm curious, we always have students who ask about developing your personal brand and how you build that out. Can you tell, tell us how you personally built up your personal brand and how you maintain it now with a website and as you continue to you know, develop and advance in the professional world? Yeah, I would say, I would say two things about developing your brand. The number one is consistency. Uh, I think, you know, sitting down, thinking about, you know, what colors are you going to use? What fonts are you going to use for your website? And is it all consistent and all that kind of stuff? But the other thing, which I think is the most important, and that's where I made a, a mistake, I think, you know, before you start branding yourself and doing all that, I think you should really focus on your work, you know, really becoming re good at what you do. And I, I did my whole self-branding thing, like my website and all that, a little bit too early. Uh, I didn't have that much work. So it was a, it was a, it was a little difficult to uh, create my own brand when I didn't have that much work. So my advice is definitely first focus on, what you want to do, become good at it, and then worry about branding. But if if you want to brand yourself, then be consistent. That's what I would say. Yeah, that's great. Okay, so it's funny because I feel like being proactive is always a piece of advice when you're telling people how to advance themselves professionally or build out their personal brand. But in this case, it's do not be proactively proactive or it will come to bite you. Um, <laughs> but Yeah, and because one of the things I want to mention is a, a lot of what I see and a lot of what I've noticed in my past, you know, content and stuff, um, you know, when you start branding early, you start promoting work that isn't good necessarily. And mm. then I was promoting work that wasn't that good. And I think that's, that's not very respectful to the audience because you don't want to waste people's time. You know, how many Instagram reels are you going to promote <laughs> about some mediocre drawing or something, uh, which I've done. So definitely think about your work first. No, that definitely, all of that, what you said definitely makes sense. And I think a huge part of your personal brand, at least from my perspective as a viewer of your website, um, is kind of the three guiding principles within which you can find your work. Uh, could you kind of walk us through what those three guiding principles are for listeners who don't have access to your website right now? Um, and how you chose those guiding principles and what they mean to you? Yes, of course. Well, you know, the first thing I would say is, you know, my first guiding principles is vision. Uh, and that relates to what I was saying earlier. You know, it, it's good to have something to say. Um, it, it's good to uh, to know what you want to do um, and, and, and know what you're truly passionate about, you know, not, not what is popular or whatever. But, um, you know, just know what, what you want to express. And that's what, what I want to do with my work. Uh, first and foremost, you know, figure out what I want to say here. And is that honest or am I, you know, uh, borrowing or uh, trying to be cool or something? So that's the first thing. And the second thing is simplicity, which, you know, it translates to basically doing things as you know, as efficiently as possible. You know, when you look at, you know, great art and all that stuff, 
uh, it's always very economic. It seems very simple. Uh, you want to get from point A to point B in, in the um, most sort of logical and, and least superfluous way. I, mm. I think that's a mark of great art, which is very, very difficult to achieve. And I'm, uh, you know, I'm, I'm not going to say I've achieved that. Um, yes, the final thing, the, my final principle is creativity, which, you know, creativity is a tricky word, I think, because uh, as one of my professors, because I'm taking classes at the Art Students League, uh, you know, what he's saying is, you know, creativity isn't necessarily, you know, doing whatever, uh, mm. whatever comes to mind. Um, you know, creativity is something that comes from from discipline, from um, hard work. You know, you, you gain freedom through exercise after exercise. And, you know, when you want to learn to, to play the piano, to want to play what you want, you first start with very simple exercises and stuff. So creativity, uh, what I what I mean there is, you know, breaking the rules, but not necessarily doing uh, some random arbitrary stuff, you know, be, being intentional with breaking the rules and why I, I want to break them or not. Right. That's, I've actually never heard of that definition of creativity, but I think it makes a lot of sense. And I'll definitely be using that definition moving forward. Um, and another thing, in addition to the three guiding principles that you mentioned on your website, um, is that you aspire to reveal a transcendent formal truth. I have to read this off of the sheet to make sure I get it right. A transcendent formal truth in all of your work. Your work. So how do you accomplish this and why is that important to you? Yes, that's a very good question. And I will, first of all, I'll say that uh, writing artist statements, it's always tricky, uh, <laughs> you know, putting things, you you know, your ideas into words. Um but by that, I mean, you know, by no means I want to say that I I personally can reveal some truth for people or something. You know, I'm, I'm just a guy, you know, just a human. So, um, but yes, so he, here's what I want to say. You know, by, by transcendent formal truth, what I basically mean is um, showing that the world is beyond the human. You know, I, I love humanism. I love anthropocentrism. You know, they've science, they've led to great things, but, you know, they've also led to World War II. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like, uh, I don't want to, with my art, I don't want to make the human the center uh, and sort of identify the human with the God. Like, so I, I want to place my human in a larger structure, in a larger world to show that we are part of, you know, forces that are greater than us. Um, and, um you know the idea that humans could be gods you know that's that's definitely not a great idea and sort of the antidote to that is to show through my work uh that you know we're part of a larger world that's connected and that our actions have impact on other people and we should consider that that's great beautifully said i i love it um and i want to rewind back a bit i know we kind of started off by diving into your senior thesis but i want to touch on i know you've worked with a lot of notable companies um, during your time at Fordham, such as the Wall Street Journal, Lionsgate, HitLab, et cetera. How did you find these opportunities and what important skills did you learn while a part of each of these experiences that you've carried into your current job? Yeah, so the, to answer the first part of your question, the Wall Street Journal, I found, you know, online, I applied 
you know, without knowing anybody or anything like that, just randomly, I found the opportunity on Handshake, just applied. Uh, and then, you know, they reached, they reached back to me, there was an interview. Um, and then I got the job. Um, and then for the other companies, I, I just knew people that knew people uh, and they recommended me. And of course, you know, I went through an interview process and all that stuff, uh, but it was a little different. Mm, but I would say in, in terms of the interview process, uh, advice I would give, and just in general, applying to jobs is I think hard skills are very important and often mm -hmm. more important than soft skills. Uh, because I can always say, you know, I, I am... I, I talk with people very well or I'm very proactive, for, but, you know, it, at the end of the day, I think what a lot of companies are looking for are, are skills. Like, can you work in Adobe Premiere Pro? Can you work on Photoshop? Mm -hmm. uh, those kinds of specific things. Um, so I think when it comes to interviewing and applying to jobs, definitely, uh, you know, definitely um, show that you have learned certain hard skills. Um, and then what important skills did I learn at these companies? Well, a lot of stuff. I, you know, I learned a lot of stuff. Um, but the most important thing I learned from all my internship experience is brevity. Uh, you know, learning how to express yourself and do things as quickly and succinctly as possible. Because one of the biggest issues that we face is time. You know, we constantly don't have enough mm -hmm. time. Oh, yeah. Uh, you know, even if you think about it in life in general, you know, we, we live and die and that's it. We're not immortal. Uh, so we don't have time to learn and do everything. So that's what I learned, how to do your best at given a certain limited amount of time. I think that's, yeah, brevity. I, I could definitely um, understand struggling with time. It's hard to manage so many things at once. And I'm sure that you currently and in the past have um, been an expert in um, juggling multiple tasks. Um, I mean, I wouldn't I, say an expert, uh, I'm definitely not an expert, but uh, <laughs> I, I've learned a lot. And there's this saying, uh, I don't know if you even include this in the podcast, there's this interesting saying about that sort of thing, which is, you know, if you give an infant a typewriter in a thousand years, sooner or later, it's going to write Hamlet by just banging on the keyboard. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's uh, true. So, uh, it, it, yeah, it, you you got to be focused and do all that. Focused and brief. Got it. I love it. And I know that you were saying during the interview process, it was really important as a creative to focus on those hard skills that you gain in, term, uh, in terms of Adobe and other platforms. Um, where did you kind of gain experience was that with those hard skills was that something you did independently was that a mix of independent pursuance and learning that in class yes it was definitely a mix okay uh, well first of all i would say that when i was growing up my father he had a, a, a marketing company um and advertising and all that stuff and I used to just spend a lot of time in his office. So he had like Photoshop and all that stuff. So I've always been interested in those, you know, programs and that software. Uh, eventually, when I came to college, I took this on another level. You know, my classes were a good stepping stone 
they introduce me to a lot of things but then it's ultimately up to you like you gotta make your own projects and um just go on youtube and and learn all the specifics so it's a mix yeah definitely i i mean now more than ever in the digital age you're able to learn new things right on the spot um i know that i was speaking with a previous podcast guest about the fact that as a Fordham student, everyone has free access to LinkedIn Learning through Handshake. Um, and for anyone who doesn't know what LinkedIn Learning is, it's a ton of e-learning courses that LinkedIn provides um, that span from business-related courses to technology-related courses to creative courses. And I know they have a few like Adobe-specific courses on LinkedIn Learning. Um, so there are constantly resources that you could access that could get you those skills so that you don't have to take a formal class or pay for a premium account. It's all right there and present. Um, but I'm glad that you had that exposure. You said even from childhood, just being in your dad's marketing company, which is which is super cool. Um, and I'm curious. Can I add one thing? Yeah, of course. Yeah, I wanted to add one thing to your question about what skills I learned. Mm -hmm. uh, because I said, you know, hard skills are important and they are, especially for applying. But one of the things that one of my uh, managers said when I finished my uh, internship at Wall Street Journal is, you know, you can know a lot about uh, equipment and software and stuff, and that's great. Um, but he said, you know, ultimately the people that he saw that succeeded, um, you know, specifically in journalism, but not only, uh, were the ones that were good writers. So, mm -hmm. you know, it's good to have you know, hard skills, but it's also you know, good to to think about those, you know, more fundamental things like, you know, structure, writing, um, you know, how to tell a story and, and those kinds of, which I also think are hard skills to a certain extent, but they're not necessarily technology related. So I think there are two types of skills there. No, absolutely. I mean, that kind of goes back to why we offer a core curriculum here at Fordham, right? Like having those liberal arts skills in terms of writing and critical thinking and problem solving, those aren't particularly, like you said, hard skills, um, but they are important skills that are applicable spanning basically every industry and every job type. Um, so thank you for bringing that up and interjecting with that because I completely agree. Um, and moving right along, I'd love to hear, I mean, I guess this entire podcast episode has been about advice that you have for, for filmmakers and creatives in general. But what advice would you have for a first-year student coming in who wants to know how they could start stepping in the right direction towards a successful career in film? Yeah, uh, that's a good question. First, I would say, you know, take my advice with a grain of salt because I'm yet to have a successful career in film. <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm, I'm not there yet. Uh, but, you know, what well, I would say to a... Yeah. I'm sorry to interrupt you, but I, I just have to interject. I would argue that you do have quite a successful career in film, because if I understand this correctly, you have an award-winning film, right? That you created when you were yes, 16? Yes, yes. That is true. Yes, I, I do. I've won awards, but I guess personally, I don't feel like I am where uh, I want to be, not necessarily in terms of awards, but in terms of uh, the quality of my work. So mm. I, I'm still young. That's what I'm saying. I'm still okay. young. I Understandable. Still I got you. Yeah. <laughs> Just wanted to uh, give credit where it's due. <laughs> yeah, thank you. But what I will say is just invent work, you know. Um, just think of films, think of ideas, short films. Do, you know, make four or five short films. 
see what it's like, you know, sh shoot it, direct it, edit it, and then see if you like the process because the process is really uh, where 90% of your time in this job is going to be. Mm -hmm. So see if you like the whole process. Um, and and yeah, that, that's my advice. And then watch a ton of movies. You know, one of the ways you can inspire is by watching movies. You know, just watch movies. Um, and, you know, in general, have, you know, good experiences, go out, meet people. Uh, of course, that's not always possible uh, because, you know, you still got to, you know, uh, read your, do your homework. Um, of course. <laughs> but yeah, watch a lot of movies, make a lot of short films, simple, you know, keep it simple, simple, simple. And um, and then submit to festivals. Um, I mean, that's my uh, that's my advice. And And if you're... You know, if you are an American, you have an American citizenship, you know, you can stay here. You can you don't have to worry too much about, um, you know, rushing uh, your career or something like that. So, yeah. Yeah, actually, I'd love to ask you a little bit more about that. Um, I know prior to starting the recording of this podcast, you clarified that you are here in the U.S. until next June and then you'll kind of see where you go from there. How did you navigate the internship and now job search as an international student? What has that been like for you? I don't know if my process was different than than if uh, I was not. In, I mean, I still go on LinkedIn and all those websites apply like uh, like everybody else. I still, um, you know, try to see who I know that who can help me um, and see where I can be helpful to other people. So. I guess my process would be similar to mm. someone who's um, a U.S. citizen. Uh, but I guess the difference is that it's just, again, going back to time. The difference is time. I have less time. Uh, so I have to be, uh, you know, be more productive, be more proactive uh, before, my, um, before my visa expires so that I can work as much as I can before that happens. I see. And generally, what is that? What has that productivity looked like for you? Because I know that currently you're you're freelancing. Um, have you been looking for other jobs within the upcoming year? Uh, to, I guess to keep you here, like, have do you have a set job plan, or have you just kind of been looking around here and there on LinkedIn and Handshake and other job platforms? Yeah, I mean, besides freelancing, uh, generally for people I've I've met throughout my time here and have some established relationships with uh, um, you know besides that I'm working on a few of my short films where um, you know generally speaking if you win an, an award or you know like a prestigious award it's much easier to get a visa and all that stuff but uh, you know other than that I'm just you know every day applying you know every day I wake up and I apply to jobs it's, it's law you know uh, I just sit down and I apply <laughs> Yeah, no, that makes sense. I know a lot of students who come in and they want to know how to start their job search. And I always say, just get one to two out a day, one to two applications out the door and you'll feel so much better. And it shows that you're you're making project progress yeah. and holding yeah. yourself accountable for at least getting a few applications out a day. So that sounds great. And then my final question here to wrap up our time together is where do you see yourself going from here? What are What are the long-term goals? I know it's everyone's least favorite question. It's almost like you're in an interview. <laughs> yeah, no, I just want to, you know, uh, because when you say something in public, it's like you make a promise. So I want to be, 
careful about what I say. Yes, so I have three goals. Uh, goal number one is actually becoming good at what I do. Uh, you know, I understand that at this stage of my life, I can become some master, you know, at the age of 23, 4, 5, obviously, but I can at least become good at what I do. So that's goal number one. Goal number two is becoming financially independent. And goal number three is to just make, eventually make great art, you know, art that uh, engages, but also enlightens people um, in some way. That's great. That's amazing. Well, we're all super excited here to see the engaging uh, and enlightening art that you produce out into the world. Um, and I want to give you an opportunity to kind of shout out your website for people who want to check it out and maybe want to connect with you and ask other questions about the creative field. Would you feel comfortable sharing that with the crowd? Yeah, hundred uh, percent. My website is like my name. So like slavvelkov.com, S-L-A-V-V-E-L-K-O-V.com. And then my Instagram is at slav.velkov. Perfect. That's great. And on LinkedIn, are you Slav Velkov as well for people to connect with you? Yes, pretty much. Uh, it's uh, Slav B. Velkov. Slav B. Velkov. Okay, perfect. Yes. Yeah. Great. Well, to any of the listeners out there who want to connect with Slav, please do, please do so via his website, via LinkedIn. Um, and thank you so much for joining us. It's been a pleasure having you. No, thank you for the invite. Uh, it's been a pleasure. And uh, it's always good to you know, talk about my goals and all that stuff because it sort of clarifies everything in my head. So thank you very <laughs> much for this. Thanks for joining us for this episode. If you're interested in learning more about the Fordham Career Center, check us out on social media at Fordham Careers. Want advice on how to craft the best resume and score the job or internship of your dreams? Log into Handshake and schedule an appointment with one of our career counselors. We look forward to helping you figure out where to go from here.